As COVID-19 shutdowns continue, new statistics show more than half of all people living in New York, Houston, Chicago, and L.A. say they're struggling financially. And another study, this one by Pew Research, shows that more young American adults are living at home with their parents than at any time in documented U.S. history, even more than the Great Depression. Well, here to set us straight on this is Dr. Michael Bussler. Dr. Bussler is a public policy analyst and professor of finance at New Jersey's Stockton University. Dr. Bussler, good to have you with us again. So why are so many young Americans, especially young white men, living at home with at least one parent right now? So there's a number of reasons for it. And uh, it actually has been a trend that's been going on for about 60 years now. So in 1960, uh, looking at people between the ages of 18 and 24, uh, only about 30% of them, slightly less than 30%, lived with their parents. The rest, when you turn 18, you're an adult, and you pretty much have to take care of yourself. Just prior to the COVID issue, it had gone up to 47%, and now it's up to 52%. So why is that happening? Well, a couple of reasons. Uh, one, the Affordable Care Act was passed. And when that was passed in 2010, uh, that allowed students up to uh, allowed young people up till the age of 26 to stay on their parents' health insurance plan. So as a result of that, fewer had to go to work and get health insurance, and as a result, they were able to um, mm. to stay home. Um, in order to cover as many people as possible, the Affordable Care Act said. Eventually, it phased in over a couple of years, four or five years. But eventually, employers had to. Um, provide health insurance for every full-time employee or pay a $3,000 fine. They defined a full-time employee as anybody that worked over 30 hours a week. So what happened was uh, companies started to reduce people's hours. Instead of having five people working 40 hours a week, let's say to get 200 hours, they hired eight people to work 25 hours a week to get up to that um, uh, to 200 hours. So the result was they did add more jobs. And a lot of people point out, look, Obama added more jobs in the last three years of his administration than Trump did in the first three years of his. And that's true. But all of the jobs, or virtually all of them, were part-time jobs working only 25 hours a week, particularly for young people, 18 to 24, who are relatively low-skilled or unskilled. Um, and when they entered the uh, workforce, they found only part-time jobs. They couldn't be on their own for a part-time job. And as a result, a lot of them moved home. So then the virus hit. And so how likely is it we're going to see a shift away from this as more jobs start coming back? We've already added uh, uh, half the number of jobs that were lost from the pandemic. Yeah, um, it's a little bit hard to say exactly, but when, when the virus hit, uh, those that suffered most, that is, lost their jobs first, were the uh, low-skilled, lower-income workers, particularly in that 18 to 24 age group. Uh, so they moved back home. Now, when the virus is uh, finally contained and the economy is growing, we hope those people will again go back out and um, uh, take a full-time job again, hope they can get a 40-hour-a-week job, and then they'll they'll be able to move out. You also raise a great point. Um, although we went into a, a very steep recession, it really only lasted, the negative part only lasted from mid-March until the end of, of April. 22 million people were laid off. But 
starting in May and June and July and August, the economy rebounded extremely rapidly. We have a V-shaped recovery. And in four months, we brought back almost half of all the jobs lost. That should mean that younger people now can go back to work <clears throat> and be able to um, support them, themselves. And we hope to see that percentage go down and uh, adults become a little more independent, which is beneficial for everybody. Well, uh, most of this is a result of six months now of shutdown. So do you think another stimulus is needed? Treasury Secretary Mnuchin says doesn't look like there will be an agreement from Congress, uh, this Congress. From an economic standpoint, I don't think you need any more stimulus. From a political standpoint, you probably do need some, and that's why everybody's fighting to try to get uh, their version. Now, why do I say that? Well, we passed uh, stimulus packages totaling nearly $3 trillion. Um, that was enough to bring the economy, uh, at least start it back, and start on this V-shaped recovery. <clears throat> Unemployed people got whatever their unemployment compensation was, they got $600 a week added to that. Two-thirds of the unemployed were making more money being unemployed than working, and that's uh, an issue. But at least they have money to, to spend. Every American uh, who paid taxes last year or the year before, almost everyone, got a $1,200 check from the government, a family of four, a $3,400 uh, $3, check, rather. That was enough to stimulate the economy and bring things back. Because the deficit is going to be close to $4 trillion this year, $4 trillion this year alone, um, I don't think any more stimulus is needed. I, I think there's enough in there. If we just start opening things up and let people go back to work, I think the economy would continue on this V-shape. Politically, it might be a different story, and everybody's fighting for a stimulus. Okay, Dr. Michael Bussler, professor of finance, public policy analyst from New Jersey Stockton University. Thank you for setting us straight today. We appreciate you. Thank you, Gary. My pleasure. Look forward to doing it again.